She's passionate about telling stories of amazing women who are rocking the world and empowering women to live, love, and thrive. Here's your host, Katherine Gray. Welcome to Live, Love, Thrive, Women's Empowerment Hour, brought to you by 360 Karma. As always, we have on an incredible woman today. She is an icon in her uh, generation of lesbian uh, comics, and we are so happy to have with us today. Please give a warm welcome to Suzanne Westenhofer. I thought, Hi. when you said she's an icon in her, for like three people that I met in a mall. That's almost <laughs> sort of how it was going to be. I was like, oh, that can't be good. An icon in your generation. General, uh, I mean, trailblazer. Uh, yeah. Wait, and, wait. I'm, I've been making jokes about it. Maybe I'll do it in my show, but um, that I got called by a young, brand new lesbian comedian, open lesbian comedian, a pioneer. You are Which, a pioneer. Wait, yeah. What? Do, that's yeah, a, yeah. like, do I do I have a wagon? You know, what I mean, <laughs> I know I mean, you get a visual, so right? Awful. It's because you you never think of yourself as being older, right? Like that just doesn't happen after right. you're twenty, yeah, right. And then all of a sudden, somebody who's like twenty says, "Oh my God, you're a pioneer! My mom showed me your HBO special." <laughs> I know. Ah! <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it's uh, we love the millennials, though we love them. But it's, um, yeah, she's twenty. She's you know, and by by the way, is. all of our friends are older, but we're not. So I just Correct. wanted to That's what I've always give said. that little footnote. Oh, my girlfriend's younger. <laughs> uh, so um, I know everybody would love to know, you know, the backstory of you know how did you become this well-known comedian <laughs> and trailblazer in the lesbian community? Um, uh, you know, I know there was a, a, a television show that actually catapulted you yeah. into uh, your fame. But first, uh, I want to really, you know, nobody ever knows where people come from, like how people got oh, into right. the business. Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that don't know that you grew up in like rural Pennsylvania. Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Yeah. I actually grew up in the, like one of, I'm not like three towns you know where this houses yeah. were all tight together yeah. on a river in Lancaster County Pennsylvania yeah. and, and it was Amish listening. country Amish right country yes right right grew up among the Amish yeah I myself am not Amish and for but the thanks for asking and if the Millennials don't know what the Amish is it's like oh but now this, they do because yeah, they do right shows on TV that are so fake I mean there's one thing to have fake shows yeah to have fake shows about the Amish is yeah. a level of yeah. bizarre that I can't. There's a reality show, right? There's like I two, think so, yeah. Like, and one is like being part of the Amish mafia. I'm like, uh, excuse me? Um, <laughs> what is an Amish mafia, you know? We've got There's your cow. There's a lesbian mafia, too, We have you your know? cow. That I believe. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, I think I'm it was on that. a panel called the, the Lesbian Mafia. It's probably in my... Oh, through the years. It's, it's probably on my Wikipedia now. <laughs> 20, 27 years of me making my living as a stand-up comedian, the, the, the names of the panels and the TV shows that I've been on now would be insulting. Yeah. We talk about this all the time because in 1991, the thing that did catapult me is I was a open lesbian comedian causing a little snarkiness and fun and excitement in New York City and then the producers from the Sally Jesse Raphael show found me and asked me if I would come on their, her show and talk about being an open lesbian the reason they wanted me was because not because I was a comic nothing like that it's because I didn't look 
like a lesbian. Oh my gosh. Wait. Yeah. Which in 1991, they we wouldn't have all, picked me. <laughs> wait, but we all understood that. Yeah. And how much we wanted that, right? Yeah. And how important that was that we wanted them to understand that a lesbian could look like anything, right? And now, if somebody would do a show, lesbians who don't look like lesbians, people would lose their. Oh, exactly. Curse it would word. be so politically incorrect. <gasps> oh my but, God! But that, uh, that that is interesting. That that's what called appalled at you. But let's start though with your your childhood was in this small Amish uh, town Wait, where everybody we weren't in an Amish town because Amish, uh, oh you were next happen. to the Amish. I don't know how to town. explain that to you, but you know oh. they don't. Where I grew oh you up couldn't is, live in. They're it. called yeah. no uh, the Amish that were in the general vicinity where I live. Most of them are what they call old order oh. Amish. So they're like. Um, Hasidic Jew or um, fundamentalist Christian right a hundred years ago right in, so they don't live like it's not like here's a house here's a house Amish you know it's not right. like that right they are they have their own community com- completely yeah. completely separated from but us. you used to see them in their horse and buggy well and, and my mother because yeah. her the she was a secretary for a doctor who grew up with his farm next to Amish people so they trusted him so if they had a terrible eye accident he was an eye doctor they would go to him because they don't use our doctors right but they would go to him like they knew him he was a boy that was raised on farms out in the Amish area and so he was but even when I say that meaning they had to be like holding one eye in their hand oh my god before they would even come in and he was just like an eye doctor like read this you know one of the right because they don't yeah, they, they don't, don't believe in doctors don't. or Western they, civilization. Well, they, yeah, they right? don't. They, no electricity. Everything is, everything is like 250, 300 years ago for them. Right. And if it's not mentioned, this is the piece, piece people don't understand. If it's yeah. not part of the Old Testament, right, then it's out. Oh my gosh! I so did there's not no zippers. That. Yeah. Okay, no buttons. Yeah. To wow. To do your clothing, everything has to be hook and eye. Oh my god. Which is mentioned in one of the books of the Bible. Wow, how interesting. <gasps> but so, okay, so you grew up in this little town. I did. A little tiny, a little tiny um, factory town. Everybody factory worked town. at the factory. Everybody worked About at the factory, people. including yourself in in high school or something. Right? I worked there for yeah. yeah what, um, my my first job was when I was like thirteen. But I mean, I worked there when I was uh, before eighteen and eighteen before I went to college because they paid. They pay the most money back then. Wow. When you didn't have any other skill. Right. Working in a factory, if you worked at 11 o'clock at night till the 7 in the morning, yeah. you made like 80 cents more an hour, which so, was like a ton of money. Right. And, and, and so you had a, a humble beginnings. I did. What, uh, yeah. We, we, were, we were poor, Catherine. Right. We go right. right out and say it. Right. My mom, well, because also my parents uh, were divorced. My father kicked us off our little farm. I was two, so I don't remember it anyway. Right. My mom and my two sisters and I, and in ni- this is 1964, because I'm a thousand years old. Um, <laughs> women couldn't get a credit card. People don't remember that. Yeah. In 1964, a woman could not get her own credit card yeah. without a male signing isn't that, for isn't her. That's so hard to believe. Yeah. So she couldn't get. This was a in our lifetime. In our lifetime. Yeah. And so she couldn't get a mortgage. So she couldn't like live right you know, and so it was we got, we, and she was poor and you had shared with me how taboo it was in the 60s to have a single mom oh my as a, gosh yeah and that you actually isn't that part weird too that's yeah. changed so dramatically right and that you got kind of you know even we were like the shunned at the school and my mother was yeah. absolutely shunned yeah. because people thought if they invited her to anything she would steal their husband oh my god so like 
in this tiny little town with all these little row homes, they would have like a barbecue or something. Some family would have it, and right. we weren't invited. Right. And we would, so you have to like, they're literally like there. You can see them because she wasn't invited because they were afraid if she came over and was yeah. nice to their husbands that they would lose her. It's like, what? And, and little did they know they should have just been worried if you would About take me. their wife. And their, and their, and their daughters. <laughs> just saying. But it, it was a very, it was a, I think did I I think I told you that horrible story. I think I did, but I'm gonna. Um, it really was sent home to me. I understood that I was from a broken home. That's what they would tell you. Yeah, you were from yeah. a broken, broken home, home because you didn't have a dad. Yeah. And in this tiny town, we were the only family with not a dad. There was one other woman who was in my class who didn't have a mom. Her mom had died. So everybody, but everybody, the way they dealt with her when she was just because she was living with her dad and her siblings herself was, oh my God, that poor girl, that poor girl, she doesn't have a mom, but her mom died. Like everything yeah. was so sad and they were all right. like, poor Patricia, yeah. Patricia. Yeah. But me, because my mom, my dad left and we were kicked into town, so to speak, it was like, oh, she's from a broken, like people, like it was as if I had done something at right. six, Yeah, you know what I mean? And in fifth grade, I was acting up in the back of the class once because I was kind of a chatty yeah. person I, I, can't, know, I can't I know imagine I can't that imagine time, that one time <laughs> and uh I was and, and, and because my last name began with a w you were sitting in the back of the class because right. I used to do everything alphabetical so I'm yeah. sitting in the back and I've got the attention of like two or three of the guys so I'm I'm making jokes and I'm doing something and she yells at me this teacher and she was elderly at the time which was yeah. probably 50 <laughs> right we but thought that then, was elderly that was like elderly yeah. and um so she calls me up and stands me in front of the class and she goes this is what it happens when you are from a broken home. Oh my god! And everybody was like, you know, and we're all. What are you, fifth grade? 11? Oh my god! Could you imagine we're someone 11. doing that today? No. Where is that woman? We're looking her She's up. She's all what's dead her name? and stuff, so it's okay. <laughs> oh no, you but sure? you know what's really? Yeah, you know what? Oh my god! Do you know what she would be? She probably with the woman. <laughs> I know, right? What's funny about it is the two, the two things that I remember is she got very very sick and left school left school while we were while she was our teacher for fifth oh, grade oh. for like a month. Oh. And it was something that almost killed her, all right. But as an eleven-year-old, I was like, "Yes." Yeah. And liter- and Karma. I took <laughs> I took the um, substitute teacher what, the last day. I took her out and I went, "Is there anything I can do to make you stay on so that Mrs. Kunkel doesn't have to ever come back?" Right. I mean, is there something I can get you? It was like I was going to be a fixer. I'm uh, eleven, uh, but I remember sitting on the steps and trying oh to go. Gosh. Do you want my mom can cook? Right. For us? Yeah. I was like. I thought trying to bribe a teacher. Oh my god! Not even That's knowing, really and not even having anything because right. I don't want to. Because she was just a regular substitute yeah. teacher, and she was lovely. To but everybody. that hurt you so much. Yeah. So let me Isn't ask that crazy? you this. But I okay. was trying to be a fixer. Right. That's what makes me laugh. So the next chapter of your life, you oh. you kind of head into bartending. I always here's what I always knew I wanted to be an entertainer. There was never yeah. another thought. Right. Ever. Right. I never like went and oh maybe I'll also be a vet or something. No, right. nothing. Right. And so I went through all that then I went to college um, in Pennsylvania because I didn't have any money to go out of state back that was back when out of state was way more expensive yeah and things like that and I got um, some, a Pell grant a BEO the poor people grants yeah right and um, I majored in acting and then I went to New York I couldn't live right in the city because it was too expensive so we right. lived right outside of Fort Lee New Jersey right I was going to be an actor I was going to be a, a I wanted that that craft, the performing thing. That was all I ever wanted to do. But then I got so intimidated by the process when I was in New York, and my partner at the time was um, didn't like me going in for auditions at night, and we had a lot of trouble. And so I'm bartending to make a living, right? And all of a sudden, you turn around, and I've been bartending at the time. I guess it was like eight or nine years, and you're like, oh, I guess this is what I'm going to be for the rest of my life, right? And I was 
bummed about it and and when then I asked guy, you, how did you make this leap? And then you told me this, this great story about this customer. It's true. Yeah. I had regulars. I worked the Monday through Friday day shift as a bartender in a, in a fine dining seafood restaurant. But started out as a hula hands, which is not a fine dining seafood. But um, I would get regulars because I was entertaining. Right. I now see that. I yeah. was basically doing yeah. comedy. And I for get, free. Right? And they would wait for, people would wait for me. Like, they would literally wait to come and sit and have lunch at the bar when the restaurant was open. Yeah. And there were tables. Yeah. And it was so, like, I was digging it, and I was yeah. into it, and I became a bartender trainer and all this other stuff. But this guy who would come in every day, and I would, I would always try to make them eat because they were alcoholics. Yeah. And I didn't know what alcoholism was, but I knew that they shouldn't keep drinking and go back to work. Right. And, I was having, and he says to me one day, he goes, I saw this uh, comedian last night on HBO. And uh, that's what you should be doing. Yeah, you should be a comic. And he told her, he told you, you were funnier than her. Oh yeah, yeah. he was all like, yeah. oh my god, you were so. Duh, duh, duh. And then a couple other people heard him said, yeah, 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 that's so true. But I was like, I'm openly gay. Like yeah. I was so openly gay. I was like, you know, do you, I used to say this is so true. Do you want to be here? I'm queer. <laughs> it was. I thought that was clever. It was 1983. Was Let it, it also your way so that they wouldn't hit on you? Nope. No. No. Okay. I love flirting. I'm a. I was a big giant flirt myself. Yeah. It was like an. That to me is like a fantastic activity. Yeah. Flirting and yeah. telling people they look great, and when you do, not lying about it, yeah, but you know, right. when you feel it, I love all that. Yeah. And so no, I was a big flirt. I was a big thing, but I was super out. I was a member of ACT UP. Yeah. And oh, Queer yeah. Nation, and, yeah. and we we broke off to Queer Nation, and I was part of the Lesbian Avengers, and yeah. all this stuff. And I was like, I'd never been in the closet, not even for an hour ever in my life. Right. So I'm like. How am I going to get up and do stand up and suddenly just start talking about a boy? Am I going to, like, I can't be that person. Right. This was 1990. But then they reminded you that you were yourself at the bar and, and they enjoyed oh, no. it. Actually, what right? he said was, oh, what did he and say? let us not forget, he's, I said, what do I do? I mean, I can't just like go off and try to, and he goes, yeah, because you'll never get another bartending job. <laughs> and and then you're like, oh, yeah. 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 I'm nothing. I'm just an hourly person. I can do this. I'll get hired anywhere, right? You know what I mean? Because, and that's when him saying that. And I and hope my you're telling this supported. story uh, inspires other people that want to be comedians or actors or whatever to take that leap like you did. And let's talk about that transition. What was the leap? You got a dare to go. And he, dared, do, he dared me. He basically yeah. said, get up. Let's, let's see what happens. And I said, there were, at that time, there were only, as far as I knew, three or four openly lesbian comics in the world. And right. the truth is that really was all there was right. in the world. But they performed for lesbian and gay events, like right. at gay pride rallies or like at lesbian folk singer concerts. And so things not like at that. straight bars. No, no, no. Yeah. Not, at, not inside the, the, the clubs. Right. Um, not inside a comedy club. Right. Nothing for straight people. And I was like, I want to do it right. I want to be famous for everybody and I want to be famous and I want everybody to like me, not just lesbians, you know. And you want and, it to be authentic. And I want it to yeah. be. And I'm an activist, right? I'm going to be me and all this yes. other stuff. So he dares that. me. So I go in with, um, on July 31st, 1990. Yeah. yeah. So I go into this cabaret that had open mic in the, in Manhattan in New York City and like 25, 25, 27, something like other comics get up. Everybody has three minutes. Yeah. I do my three minutes that was very practiced and everything, and um, they 
you win by audience applause and I got the most applause, so I want $25. Yeah, right, so let me just repeat that so everybody got it. There's 25 to 30 people competing. Yes. You each had three minutes yes. and only one person could win. Right. And this was your very first time yes. doing stand-up Isn't in public crazy? and you won. I won. And that gave you the confidence to say, oh my God, yes, Okay. here, I got know, this. I win and I go, yeah. oh, this is going to be a breeze. <laughs> sure, I'll do some comedy on the weekends when I'm not bartender or something. Like, I really thought that. Right. Like, oh, this will just be an extra way I get, like, $20 every now yeah, and again. Yeah, yeah. I had no sense You're like, that, 25 oh bucks, rock on. And within weeks, um, I understood the need yes. for the lesbian voice. At the time, the need for a lesbian voice that didn't look stereotypical right. lesbian. That yes. was a real thing yes. in the early 90s. So even the ones that were out uh, weren't quite the look that you brought to the table, Do you mean right? the other comics? Like Leah Delaria was well, out. No, or, but Kate Clinton is beautiful. Yeah, but Kate no, Clinton, I think, yeah. I don't think it was that. I think truly it was that they weren't working in front of the straight audiences, really. Oh, I see what you're saying. So they were working the gay audiences. And like I you wanted said. to do both. Right, I love that. Not, that but not thinking yeah. at that time, I didn't think. I was just arrogance. At the time, <laughs> I wasn't thinking, oh, because we need to be moved on. Yeah. I mean, within it's days, I did. Yourself. Yeah, I certainly because yeah. I was an activist. That's who I am. Yeah. You know, but, yeah. oh, and and so at that time, immediately I understood because of, from gay people that they needed me to do that. Like, they needed me to do this. Right, they because even in those. look like I did, which at, which at the time was freaking hot because it's a while back. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Still are. No, I'm <laughs> so you know what I mean. So you, you go into uh, a, a club, a comedy club, mm -hmm. and you have to realize that there were gay people in there. You Right. So you you spoke to that, and then the straight people who were, but the, you know, the uncomfortable but in, loving it because they had a gay sister or brother or But remember, or somebody. at the beginning, in yeah. 1990, when I was getting up there, even if I knew there were other queers in the audience, any other lesbians or anything like that, you couldn't acknowledge them. Oh, no. Dear right. God, what if you and added them? you told me and that... And they were work people. And what I love, the night you told me that you did stand up with these 20, 30 people and compete, there were other lesbians there that said, you can't do that. Oh, you my God, they, and they didn't mean it mean. Yeah. You understand, they came right up to me. They knew it was my they first time. They thought it was going to kill your them, career. Right, for many of them, it was their first few times of performing, if not their first. And so they were like, oh, my God, you were so funny. That's so great. Um, you can't do that. You can't say you're gay. You can't say... If you say you're lesbian. Like they, yeah. and they, yeah. that you'll never get anywhere. And yeah. I actually, I got told that by everyone yeah. until 95. But here's 96. the thing. But within a year of doing that stand-up, you were asked to be on the Sally Jesse oh, Raphael months, show. Months, but they yeah. came, but, but Sally Jesse Oh, within months. Me. Oh my God. I started in July, January is when I did the next January. But here's what Sally Jesse peoples came for me not because I was a comedian. Right. They came for me because I was a pretty. That's literally what they said. A pretty lesbian. A lipstick lesbian. They, they used to call it. They didn't even invent that phrase oh, yet. Oh. This is we're, we're like four years before that phrase comes out. Right. Oh my God. Pre lipstick lesbian. Right? Wow. Um, but, I know. <laughs> oh my God. But that. But that did oh. skyrocket your career. Yes. Well, I mean, obviously what is, being on so, television. Um, Sally has on like I think it's, there were five of us total. And she introduced him, the first one out, and she turns and she says, and today in my show, blah, 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 and I went to Suzanne Westenever, who's, a, who's an openly lesbian comedian, stand-up comedian. And she was a little shocked because no one had heard of, that was like not a yeah. thing people did. Right. And because she said it on national TV, and 
everyone heard it, all of a sudden, the Sally, Jesse, Raphael show, the ABC and all that, like, I'm still friends with some of the people who work on that show from that long ago because they got all this people going, where? When, where can we get her? Can we right. book her? Can we put her here? Oh we want her God. in our club. We want her thing. And not gay people. Yeah. Straight clubs. Right. But they were also, like, let's try this. This is going to be crazy. But also, every lesbian in the, in, in the country was talking about it and passing like your show they around were, everybody. They, remember, yeah. VHS, they would, they, I would go to parties, like just regularly, you know, your weekend off, you go with your friend, your girlfriend and whatever to meet up with some people, and they were having the party to, and I wouldn't even know this because I'm a friend of a friend kind of thing, to watch me on Sally Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. This I mean, was in the first months of me doing comp. Can you imagine the Right. And and doesn't that it kind of doesn't it feel wow, good? Like, doesn't it feel good to know they were doing that? Oh, because what you did was like validate people. Like believe it or not, like just by being an out comedian not only, you know, being obviously hilariously funny and enjoyable to watch. That wasn't it but, in the beginning. You and I both it, know that. But it was, that was just a piece of it. It. Was, it was a piece of it, but it was so much Confidence, more than that. Seeing themselves. Not apologizing. Ha yes, not having apologizing. somebody out, having somebody be proud. It was a big uh, deal. It was hmm. a big deal. Huge. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. No, I am. I mean, because it did... It, it helped change culture. It helped oh change the way people looked at lesbians. That's a really big thing. That's true. Oh my you know, God, that's that your legacy, true. girl. That's weird. Yeah. No, but it's a great thing. And where, you know, so let's go, you know, where did that boldness come from? Because here you had this tough beginning. So I'm going to go back to that. And, and yet, I think all that you went through with that, uh, you know, the, the woman saying, you know, you're from a broken home and all that, actually, you know, that's where sometimes good things come out of bad things, where oh, yeah. I think it made you so resilient and bold and tough uh, that that's what allowed you to be the trailblazer that you've been to help change culture. And so, you know, as tough as those beginnings were and as tough as it was being you know, the child of a single mom in the 60s in and the that. 60s. Yeah. Uh, look at what came out of it. I, and, I that, think, and that is really a beautiful and thing. And isn't that our, I mean, I feel like this. That's our job as humans mm -hmm. in society is to, you can't really change your journey. Right. And in the sense that. But you can getting, take it on or not. Getting, right, exactly. And yeah. you can decide, is this going to define me this way? this way right am I going to let this be the worst thing that happened to me or is this going to be an, 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 a, something I will use right and you know what I think that has to do with staying authentic to yourself correct you you were bold in doing what you did and changed minds and people and and, and culture by being uh unafraid and fearless and that's what I like to always talk about on this show is like how do we how do we walk through our fears and be our authentic self no matter what. And that is always the right decision. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But now I'm looking at this. Was it my, here's, what's weird is, like, I got my personality from my parents. Yeah. Even though my father, the DNA is DNA, right? Yeah, yeah. So you get that. Um, what my older sisters, that's it. It was just my mom, my two older sisters, me. That's it. Yeah. Forever, right? They were so shy and so yeah. quiet and such yeah. rule, like, they were... Yeah. Did everything exactly how it was supposed yeah. to do. They never spoke up. Or you were spoke the rebel. But <laughs> what's weird about it now? I look at that as I got the confidence, yeah. probably from genetics initially, yeah. but 
to protect them. It irritated me that my one sister was overweight and so kids were yeah. horrible to her. Right. So I had to get up in it. Right, right. And, it, and my other sister was, she was like a little weird, you know what I mean? Yeah. She was scared of everybody, kind of yeah. a little weird girl, you know what I mean? Yeah. So people were mean to her, so I had to get up in it. Right. But I was, so don't you think it has to be to some degree genetics? Because I was doing that from the time I was like four or five, so... No one teaches you that. Right, right. But, you know, that's what it is. It's we all have different gifts. They had Correct. different gifts than you had. And they do, yes. And they using your do. gifts for the greater good. Which and I that's yes, what I'm think saying. is important. Yeah, yeah. Big... And so whatever, you know, my gifts are different than yours. Correct. Ours is different than other people's. Like everybody has to find what is their strength. What is their right. strength? And then using it for their authentic reason for being here Correct. and i'm going to wrap up Love with that. that that that's what you've Wait, done we're done already that's what you've done oh my god <laughs> we're going to talk about though you have a show coming oh, I have up a show. on march see. 16th at the lgbt center the uh, renberg the theater at yeah. the renberg theater which is uh, i just up. never do a show in town in los yeah, angeles i know you it's don't. very rare like only every other year or so because yeah. it's hard yeah and it's a pain in the butt but uh, I do have one. I'm so excited because I'm doing my own show. With, and I'm doing it for yeah. the homos, yeah. for the lesbies. Raise some money for some gay peeps over the there. I don't LGBT know what group, Center. Yeah, at the uh, LGBT Center on uh, McCadden Drive. Lily Tomlin's Theater. Theater, yeah. They named it after her. Renberg. She and Jane Wagner now. Her and Jane yes. Wagner's Theater, Renberg. Which is very cool. So I hope there's tickets left. Uh, I know we have our tickets. We're going. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing so. you because I haven't seen you perform in a few years. Is and, that true? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. And we've been friends, so that's weird. Like yeah. going to dinner and stuff. So yeah. that's more, that's yeah. funner. This will be funner. funner. Word, don't use that <laughs> I <right>. know. <laughs> it's a word in the Amish country. <laughs> right? They use it all the time. They just speak German. <laughs> so we will see everybody on uh, March 16th. Can't and wait. So happy to have you on today. And Let's just, do this again. I feel like I didn't even get to talk about anything. And I, and I, no, but you know what? We did talk about the most important thing, and that's the legacy you're leaving. And oh and the trailblazing that you've done and uh i thank you for being on the show and sharing your story because uh, you. not a lot of people know your backstory and it's amazing and you're amazing so thanks for being on and we'll watch we'll tune in next week uh wednesday you know we always have somebody amazing and uh just make it a great who's week. next hugs and happiness <laughs>